All right, I want to welcome to the podcast this week. It is the former junior welterweight champion, Regis Prograin. He's got a big-time fight coming up. He's going to take on Jose Zapata for the vacant WBC junior welterweight title on November 26th. It headlines a pay-per-view card taking place at the Dignity Health Park in Carson, California. I want to welcome Regis. Regis, thank you so much for doing this. How you been, man? Um, you know, just training hard, training every day, you know, so my body's all banged up and beat up, but, you know, I'm just, I'm still, can't wait, man, looking forward to the 26. Well, talking to me for the podcast is a lot less straining than the sparring rounds and all that time in the gym, so your body will not get beat up talking to me today. It's been, (laughs) it's been about three years, almost exactly three years since you had the great fight with Josh Taylor in the final of the World Boxing Super Series. Super close fight. You didn't get the decision. He won the fight, unified the titles. Uh, and now it's three years later, you're finally getting another opportunity to fight for a title against Zapata. Your only loss is to Taylor in a world title fight. Zapata's only losses were in world title fights. Now you guys come together. You have a chance to, to win another title. He's looking to win his first world title. This has been a long time coming for you. Can you tell me sort of the the anxiousness, the anxiety, the feeling of the three years to get to this point where, you know, it didn't, it, you didn't know if you were going to get this, another shot or not. Yeah, I mean, it's just like three years of frustration, you know. I mean, honestly, like, I thought that since, you know, since I did, you know, I, I lost a close decision. And, I, I mean, listen, I still thought I won a fight. I think, you know, if it was here, like, listen, I think it, it was a close fight. And I, I won't, I will ever say, I never say I got robbed. You know, I won't say that, you know, because that's, that'll be a horrible thing on my foot. But I feel like it was a close fight. And I feel like if the fight with me and Taylor was here, I probably would have, maybe I would have got the nod. Right. Now that's past, that's, you know, that's three years ago. I, I don't look, I don't even look back at it no more. But, you know, I just thought that since the fight was so close, I was in a title shot again, like fast. You know, maybe a fight or something like that, maybe a fight or two, and then I'll be right back in to get a title shot. But it's been three long years since I'm, you know, I, I get a title shot again, you know, so it's just all that time, you know, for me, I just, I'm getting more, I just, I let all this frustration, it's just been building and building and building, and I just got better and better, and, you know, I, my last three fights, you know, I went three and oh, three knockouts, and I really haven't get to, I really haven't even got in touch, you know, now, of course, we can say the opposition wasn't that good, you know, we can, you know, we can better about that and stuff like that, but, um, you know, the fact is, it's like, yeah, I, I went, you know, I went after the fight, I went three and oh, three knockouts, and, you know, I was defensively sound. I didn't even get touched. So, um, I, like I said, with this fight, I just can't wait. It's been, it's a, it's been a long time coming. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just, so I'm just really, really excited. I know it's, it's kind of cliche to sound excited, but I mean, for me, just, just imagine three years of, you know, building up. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's the excitement I'm at. It's just three years of, of, of all, of being all this building to get to a title shot again. And now it's finally happening. So that's the, if, if people can listen to my voice on the phone, you know, they can hear that, that type of excitement. So you, now you said three and oh, three knockouts since, and, and, you know, I appreciate that you recognize that it wasn't against the elite oppositions, you know, and that's, that's cool. You uh-huh. to let folks know you had the third round knockout against Juan Geraldez. You had the six round knockout against Ivan Redcatch. You had the six round knockout mm-hmm. against Tyrone McKenna in your most recent fight. And the thing is three years since the last title fight, three fights since, but you've only had the chance to fight once in 2020, once in 2021, and so far once in 22. Of course, you'll finish the year with this fight against Zapata. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And you kind of bounced around. And so there was a period of time where you were kind of like out of minds of boxing fans because you were not, you know, you had parted with your previous promoter. You were fighting on different cards. So you had the one fight on a PBC card. Then you were on a Triller mm-hmm. card on a show that was with Jake Paul. Then you signed up with right. Probellum and had the fight in Dubai against McKenna. So can you just discuss a little bit about that uncertainty where – you know, you have your management, but you weren't settled with a promoter and you didn't really know which stable of guys you might match up with. And, you know, the frustration I know was there, as you just explained, but that uncertainty part of it, not knowing like what your promotional home is, could be, I would think, a little bit aggravating also. Yeah, I mean, I just, it, like I said, I was just bouncing around. I didn't know what was going on, you know, management and stuff like that. You know, I, I was, you know, just trying to find out, you know, what was going on and what's happening, what could be my next move. I thought that, you know, um, we, I was, you know, I was talking to Al Heyman, and you know, I thought that the PBC thing would, would that'll be where I was gonna go. And uh, for me, I, I that what I thought that was gonna happen was I was gonna go ahead and go Al, and then I was gonna fight for that WBA belt, which Barrios, you know, he had at the time. I was, I was lined up to fight Barrios next after that, and something happened, and it just didn't happen. Then of course, Javante Davis, he fought for it, and he got the belt. You know, he got that WBA belt. But for me, man, everything, you know, everything just works out. Everything works out cool. I just, um, for the most part, you know, of course, every now and then I might say some things on social media, but for the most part, I just put my head down and I worked. You know, I knew I was going to get this shot again, and I just put my head down and worked and worked and worked. And, you know, I just, you know, I just been, that's it, just it, just getting better. And I felt like, you know, once I get my title shot again, um, you know, I, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get my tie shot again, and I'm going to grab the belt, and that's what's going to happen. People, you know, you're not going to be able to stop me, you know. So I, I feel like, you know, I've been kind of, you know, look look over, I think, from the boxing world. Um, but, you know, it's all coming now, and like I said, I'm getting my title shot again, and so that's all that matters now. Well, I know when you before you got the opportunity, there was a little question mark of whether you were going to get this fight because it looked like you might get passed over by the WBC. And I saw some of the right. comments you did make on social media. You were obviously not happy about that. When you were unsure and, and, and the belts were becoming vacant because of Taylor's decision to not fight mandatory fights and to instead pursue a rematch with Catterall, there was a yeah. couple of weeks there where it was sort of like, oh, my God, Regis Progress might get passed over for another title fight. That must have been like sort of agonizing. I know I saw your remarks on social media. You were pretty pissed off about that. Yeah, it was, it, it was man. It was aggravating. Well, the thing, it was aggravating because... Um, you know, Mauricio was at my fight, you know, my last fight in Dubai, Mauricio was there. So I knew, I understood that, you know, this is, you know, this is the eliminator. I'm going to fight for the belt next. And then they said that Ramirez and um, Zapata is going to fight for it. So that's why I was really aggravated. Now, if, 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 if I just fought Dubai, it was just a regular fight. And, you know, um, it wasn't supposed to be eliminated or nothing like that. Then I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't really be tripping about it, you know, but you know, Mauricio came to the fight, and you know what I understood that this is going to be, you know, for the belt. This is well, the next fight is going to be for the belt. So I, you know, I understood that already before before my fight even before even going to the fight um, with McKenna, I understood that all right, this is for the fight eliminated. After this, you fight for the belt, and so then a few months go down the line, and they say, "Oh, Ramirez will fight." So that's why I was re- I was just really frustrated because it's like, you know, how you just going to pass up over me? That was that was the frustration. So uh, just so people know, the Mauricio that you speak of, that is Mauricio Suleiman, of course, the president of the WBC. Uh-huh. Jose Ramirez, uh, for his reasons, bowed out of the fight. Um, I guess uh-huh. he was getting married at the end of the year. And then you finally got the position. Uh, so whether you got it because you certainly deserved it or because of the decisions of another uh, fighter, 
Can you describe your uh, when you found out that you were finally getting the shot? Just what went through your mind when you said, "Yes, I finally got this shot with uh, with Zapata to get this belt." I mean, I was just happy, man. I was just super happy. It just I felt like you know I've been so for me, um, you know, I felt because after I lost my after I lost the fight with with Josh and I lost my belt. I thought that was gonna be you know right back in line, you know, and so. Basically, I had to wait this long, long time, and then it was like Ramirez, he lost, and then he fought one fight, and then it was like, all right, he jumped right back in line, and for me, it was just like unfair, and so that's, I mean, and I know, I know what it is, I know, I know how things go, I know how politics is and stuff like that, but it's like, man, you know, I've been, I've been waiting for three, you know, I've been waiting for three years for this, you know, I could have went to 47, I could have done a lot of different things with my life and with my career, and, you know, I stayed around and I waited, you know, because I believed in myself and I wanted, I wanted this. I just wanted to be a champion to get at 140 before I even, but for me, before I move on to, move on to go to 147, I just want to be a champion. I just really want to be a champion to get at 140. And I stood around for three years just for this opportunity. And it, it was just like, man, like, you just can't pass up over me. And, you know, luckily, you know, everything happened the way it's supposed to happen. And now, you know, I'm happy about it. So now they have... Uh, the the order that you're supposed to fight Zapata, the deal doesn't get made. It goes to a purse bid. Purse bids are usually pretty straightforward. This one was a little bit wacky. You had multiple bidders, not just a promoter of each fighter. And Marv Nation Promotions ends up winning the purse bid. Now, I had heard of Marv Nation Promotions because they've done some club shows and I've received some press releases. But I think most people who follow boxing even really had no idea who Marv Nation was. So when you saw that this company... Uh, had won the purse bid. A, had you ever heard of them? B, what did you think when you saw they won? And C, what did you think when you saw they bid $2.4 million, which was double what the next bidder bid? You had to be thrilled, I would think. I mean, I definitely was thrilled about it, but you know, I mean, boxing is boxing, man. You you've been around boxing what thirty years, twenty five years, something like that. You know, I mean, listen, boxing. Let's not, is, let's not age you know, too I, much. Twenty two years, but okay. Huh? Twenty two. <laughs> right. So. You know, you've been around boxing for a long time, so I'm, I'm, you know, I've been around it, you know, for yeah, professional boxing almost ten years now, you know, and it's like, you know, you see a lot of crazy things in boxing, so it's just like you don't, you, you just don't know what's, you still don't know what's gonna happen until the fight actually happens, you know, until it actually. Right now, everything is going good, everything is going smooth. You know, we have some, you know, I, I have a few little hiccups with them and stuff like that, but right now, the fight looks like everything is gonna happen. So, um, I just for me. I'm just training, you know, training hard, and you know when it when it October, I said October, November 26 comes, then I'll just be ready to fight, you know. So I did, like I said, I didn't, I didn't really know who the Marvel Nation people was. I, of course, I heard about them there in California. They they do shows out in LA and California and other parts of California. They do shows in Costa Rica, so I did hear about them through that. But obviously, you know, me, I never, I never heard about, it, I never saw them. So, you know, when they when they made that bid, you know, I heard. Of course, it's it's a lot of whispers going in Boston. And, you know, a lot of people said all kinds of things about him. But right now, it's looking like everything's going to happen. So uh, all I can do is, you know, keep training and, and the fight is going to happen. So my understanding is that you you were in your – when you've been talking about this fight as it was announced, uh, they, they're, they're calling it the best versus the best. But you uh -huh. call it killer versus killer. Why is that? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, I feel like the pay – first off – um, you know, I wanted to give him a little credit. Um, at first, I definitely wanted to give him a little credit. He, I feel like he, um, he deserved it. He definitely deserved the shot. You know, if I if I wasn't the person that deserved the shot, he definitely deserved the shot because you know he got there. He, you know, he beat some top guys. He had some real good fights and stuff like that. 
And um, I know I'm a killer, and I feel like you know I feel like you know he's he, he's a killer in the ring too. So um, you know he he I, I saw him get off the get off the ground against Brunchek. He he knocked out Brunchek out cold, and he he knocked out Jose Vargas. So you know those those are big fights. Um, I guess I I can definitely give him credit for. Um, so I guess that's what, you know, that's why I say it. And, it, and it makes the promotion sound better anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know what, he beat Pedraza also. I mean, like you said, he's had a pretty good resume, and uh, and he's had previous opportunities that he hasn't uh, gone, that haven't gone his way. But like you mentioned, that Baranchik fight, fight of the year, uh, when they fought in 2020, um, he has won um, five fights in a row. Uh, like you mentioned, you have your three fights in a row. But here's the thing also, Regis, you, you are known for being in crowd-pleasing fights. Your fight with Josh Taylor was fantastic. You've had other fights that have been excellent to watch. He has been in a fight of the year and made some outstanding fights. Uh, you're calling it killer versus killer. They're calling it the best versus the best. Do you see any possible way, however it goes, that this cannot be an entertaining fight? I, I struggle to think to myself, how could this not be uh, worthwhile to spend your time uh, in watching this match? No, I definitely think it's gonna be an entertaining fight. Listen, first off, before I get that, I just feel like I really just feel like I'm I'm above him as far as skill wise and level wise. I really feel I really feel like I'm I'm gonna beat him. I feel like I'm gonna stop him, and that's just what I feel. Get that out of the way. But I definitely feel like it's gonna be an entertaining fight. I, I mean, um, yeah, it, it should definitely be an entertaining fight, man. You got you got two you got two southpaws, two people with power, um, with skill, and it's. I mean, what else? I mean, what else you want me to say? You, if you can watch my fights, you can watch his fights, and you can see, like, you know, they should clash. Is it some? It's just two people that probably should clash with each other, and you know, it's happening. So, I, I definitely think it's gonna be an exciting fight. It shouldn't be a boring. You know, it definitely shouldn't be a boring fight. If anybody loses, it won't be the fans for sure. Am I romanticizing too much? When I found out that this fight was happening, I was like, yeah, that's a good fight. I'm. That's definitely gonna be a good fight. Then they put the fight at the Dignity Health Park which before that was yep. called StubHub Center, before that the Home Depot Center, whatever you want to call it, it has become a place that has hosted, for whatever reason, there's always fight of the year candidates that take place there. You know, it is hallowed grounds in boxing, in my opinion. You have had tremendous battles there. Two of them off the top of my head, one of the all-time great fights ever, the, uh, the third fight between Vasquez and Marquez, Bradley versus Provodnikov, another epic battle. Like, it just seems to produce those kind of fights. So am I crazy to think that the... The, the style of the two fighters, yourself and Zapata, are going to probably make for a good fight. But then you put it there, for whatever reason, it seems to bring out the best in these guys that fight there, that that could actually add to the to the lore of what this fight could become. Yeah, I think so, for sure. You know, it's the, you know, it's just like the, yeah, the environment, you know, the stadium is going to be in the environment. You know, I know, you know, me, I'm coming and I know with him, you know, he, he's, he's in LA, he's from LA, he's going to have all his people there, so that'll probably bring something different out of him also. So, I mean, I mean, I, I think, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Just that environment will bring out something different in, in, in both of us. And let me just touch on your overall weight class. I had 140 pounds. Obviously, you two guys are going to battle it out for the WBC title, uh, and you're two of the best guys in the division. Josh Taylor is still there. He's going towards his rematch with Catterell, supposed to be early next year, although he probably will move up after that fight, whatever happens. But there's still other talent in the weight class. Jose Ramirez is still there. That was a guy that there was talk of you fighting before you went into the World Boxing Super Series. Tiafimo Lopez has moved up into that weight class. He has a fight coming up and is an exciting uh, fighter, former lightweight champion. Ryan Garcia has now joined the party at 140. You know Tank Davis, who's already had one fight there, will be back eventually. you got guys who are uh, 
undefeated like Arnold Barbosa wants a big fight. Uh, uh, Alberto Pueyo just won the vacant WBA title. Uh, Matias and Ponce are supposed to fight for one of the other vacant titles. Gary Antoine Russell is one of the top young guys coming up. I mean, Regis, this is an absolutely loaded weight class. If, if you take care of your business against the Peta, I mean, there's so many possible big matchups in that weight class that it, it could keep guys busy for years, it seems to me. What are your thoughts about where 140 is right now in terms of the, the depth and the excitement that it can bring, particularly for guys who have titles that are near the top? Well, listen, I mean, that's why I stayed at 140. You know, I had a, I had a chance to go to 147. When I had the, I had the stuff with Maurice Hooker going on, and, you know, the whole deal with me and him was like, oh, he's going to 147, and I'm going to stay at 140, you know. And so I just, I felt like this was going to happen. All those guys you named, I felt like this was, I felt like this was, this was bound to happen. And that's why I stayed at 140. I could have... You know, for me, I could have went to point seven a long time ago, and it probably made more money. You know, but for me, I I just I just saw the bigger picture. You know, I saw the bigger picture. I I, I played the long run. You know, I'm um that's just what I do. You know, I, I just I play everything I do. I play it for the long run, the long game, and I've seen this happen. I just saw it. I saw all that stuff coming up. You um all these dudes are coming up. You had you still have all these guys there at one forty. And this is gonna be probably one of the most loaded and stacked divisions in boxing. And you know, of course, I don't. I'm not gonna look past the pay. The pay is the only person on my mind for until November 26. But I, in the back of my mind, I know that it's you know it's stacked after this, and then the WBC is you know is one of the most prestigious belts out there. So after this, everybody, it's just gonna be all big fights, really like all huge fights after that. So um, yeah, that's definitely in the back of my mind. I'm glad I stayed at 140. Um, you know, of course, a lot of people are telling me, go to 147, you should go to 147. But you, like I said, for three years, people have been telling me, go to 147, go to 147. It's like, nah, I know what I want. I see this. I played a long game, and I'm glad I played a long game, and I'm glad I stayed at 140 because it's going to be the most popular division in boxing. A loaded division, and, and you and Zepeda are, are uh, at the forefront at the moment with this tremendous battle coming up on November 26th. Uh, Regis, thank you very much for taking time to talk to me about it all today. I appreciate it very much. I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your fight. Oh, man, thanks.